Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and we're here again for a boardroom oh, chat. Oh, yes, indeed. Praise the Lord. Thank you for Lord. being here with us. Yes, it's such an honor and blessing. It's the, you know, we, we're celebrating the holidays, like they say, you know. Yeah. And God is so good and gracious. And I notice sometimes some people have been depressed during the holiday. And I often wondered why people get depressed during the holidays. You know, maybe something... You know, somebody might have went home and beat the Lord. Or how can you be depressed when someone going home and beat the Lord? I know you miss them. That's not the issue, right, but I'm just right. saying. And different things. That, and I want to talk about that. For, <clears throat> for because say, uh, a lot of times people do get depressed and discouraged sometimes. So I want you to go with me today to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30. And David uh, is depressed. Okay. But he has an answer to depression. Yeah. And I tell you, it works very well today. And I want you to listen to this. I want to read... Uh, chapter 30, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. And it came to pass, when David and his men come to Ziglag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south in Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. Hmm. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Hmm. And David's two wives were taken captive. That was Ahimahan and the Jerilite, whatever his name is, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed hmm. for the people spake of stoning him. Isn't that something? When you need help, people want to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Because the soul of all the people were grieved. <clears throat> Every man for his sons and for his daughters. Now watch this statement. But David encouraged himself mm. in the Lord his God. Now, how do you get rid of depression? You have to encourage yourself, not just you encouraging yourself, in the Lord. Right, right. In the Word of God. Yeah. In everything God has to say concerning you, spiritually, physically, and financially. You know, people have told me for all these years, but yes, I never see you depressed or discouraged or despondent. And you know why? I encourage myself in the Lord. In the Lord. And that's the key. It's not a pep talk. No. You know, because we grow up with those yeah, pep, pep rallies. rallies. Saying those things, they, they may stir you for a moment, but it's not going to impart the strength that you right. need, which right. is what, hap what it says in the Amplified. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord, Praise his the Lord. God. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. And when you know that God is your God, so I've learned to encourage myself. People say, you never get attacked. They get attacked all the time about something. Somebody's always this, uh, mad, about, mad at me about something. Most of the time it's about prosperity mm -hmm. and things of that nature. But I, I'll give you an idea. I mean, I've been attacked many times in my body. The devil tried to do this. But I just encourage myself. In other words, if, it's, if Satan's trying to put a sickness on me, I say, excuse me, excuse me, wrong man, wrong man. I said, by his stripes, I am healed. Before you ever thought about doing this, I already had my answer. Yeah. So I encourage myself by, by his stripes, I'm healed. Right. If I need financial help, the Lord said he'll supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Right. I start quoting it out loud so, loud so my mind can hear what my mouth is saying. Right. So that's how he strengthened himself. That's how we strengthen ourselves. Amen. We go to the word of God, see what it says. And I love what the psalm says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my, of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my God. So when we do that, that's how we get new strength. We go to God. But when you were believing God for me, I'm pretty sure I discouraged you quite a bit before I was born again. How did you encourage yourself? Oh. Because you know, you didn't have Christians. You didn't, you didn't have a church that you could go to in those days. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might, we, you, when you got saved, I think you would go visit a church somewhere. We was in a town for a couple of weeks or five weeks, something like that, and you were gone. So how did you do that? 
Well, I, like I just said, I went to the Word of God. I remember the scripture that I, one of the scriptures I stood on is that the husbands are one, W-O-N, by the conversation of their wives. That meant the way I live. So I felt like if I go to God and trust Him and put Him first in my life, then I could just trust Him to take care of you. And I prayed for you. I, I mean, I laid hands on you. and I did all I knew to do. Yeah. Did you ever talk to anybody about me? You know, of try course. to try to get encouragement. Ooh, oh well, there was I mean, nobody I, would, on the road. I would go. I would seek out people to help me pray and agree, and that's how I re brought reinforcement. Yeah, but we go on the road. We didn't really have friends. Well, when I went to these churches that I would I, travel I and visit, that's where I would go. Mostly, it was between me and the Lord. God gave me supernatural strength when I. Was, he knew I had a tough cookie to crack. <laughs> I often say I cut my faith teeth on you. <laughs> I put the word of God to work. Did you, you know, lose a few teeth? <laughs> no, they got stronger. Praise They're still the there. <laughs> so you did it. Actually, what Kathy is saying, she did exactly what David did. Definitely. You encouraged yourself in the Lord. So maybe you're going through some hard times. But I heard an old Texan friend of mine tell me, he said, tough times don't last. Uh -huh. Tough people. Well, do. if you think about the alternative, if you don't do that, these things are just going to get worse. So why right. not go in this direction? Amen. To me, it made total sense. Right, and it's God's word. And even if you are having physical pain, and I'm not saying that's easy, but I'm saying this: I speak to it instead of letting it speak to me. Mm -hmm. I will not answer it when it tries to say, "Do you feel that? Do you feel that?" I said, "I'm not, I'm not moved by what I'm feel. I don't deny what I'm feeling. I'm moved by what I believe." See. Mm -hmm. I speak to it instead of letting it speak to me. Mm -hmm. And that's how you develop your faith to the point where, bless God, after a while you become numb to sickness. Numb. You know, you, you have ha your eyes on the prize. You spiritual have your eyes anesthesia. On what you're believing for. Yeah, I mean, you don't feel nothing. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever because you have encouraged yourself. I'm not yourself moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. Yeah. I'm moved by the Word of God. Amen. And that's the whole key to it. But yet, a lot of people, you know, every time I've, I've noticed this, I very seldom ever counsel with people of any kind uh, at any time because, you know, that's not my job to do that. But when I have done it, I found that, I, that I'd say, where's your Bible? They didn't know where it was. Hmm. And I said, that's your biggest problem. The answer that you need, you don't have it in your hand. You don't have it around you. Well, I don't have time to read it. Did you watch television last night? Yeah, you had time. Yeah. Did you go out and eat dinner? Yeah, you had time. Yeah, don't lie to yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know. He was born at night, but not last night, like they say, you know, those kind of things. So David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I want to know something. When you encourage yourself in the Lord, things begin to happen. You begin to realize that you're more than a conqueror. You become a champion. And if you look in that same chapter, you'll find that David went after these people. And I love what he said in David, verse 18, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. In other words, he didn't just recover some. He recovered all. Yes. So if Satan has stole something for you, Bob said, if you catch the thief, he has to return it sevenfold. But don't be just satisfied because you got it back. Yeah. A lot of people say, well, I got it back. No, he's got to pay you seven times of what it was worth. Right. And the substance of his house. Right. But I like, you see, the first step, though, was he went to God in prayer. He sought the Lord about what steps to take. So you number know, one, you seek the Lord. You pray about everything. Number two, you pray about everything. Pray about everything. And this is what happened in verse 8 in Amplified. It says, And okay. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. 
Uh, he had to put faith to that. He got a personal word from God, but he sought God and got direction. And that's the key. So many people, they just throw their hands up and throw cry, go cry underneath a blanket or something. But you, instead, you seek God and trust him, and he will, and you ask him. And, and that's what David did. That's a well, great you know, example. I'll never forget one time I left Crossett, Arkansas. This is probably 35 years ago. Snowing like crazy. And I had to drive to Monroe, Louisiana. And it's in one of my, in my book, The Hidden Help on the Angels. I love that story. And to make a long story short, man, I'm on that road. Now, you know, I'm a southern boy, so I don't know much about snow and ice. We very seldom get I saw snow when I was about nine years old one time that it snowed. Yeah. And then, again, I think it snowed when I was, I don't know, 35, like but not a, a lot. Just carpet, a little bit. Just enough to make a little tiny snowman. Yeah, just, I mean, barely, you know, snow <laughs> ball, a memory. snow cone or whatever. Yeah, we the lived most. in the same area. Anyway, to make a long story short, and... and uh, I mean, to make, I mean, that thing, I, I guess I hit some black ice or something, which I didn't know existed. I didn't know nothing about black ice. And to make a long story short, I skid off and busted. The car just turned and went in this deep ravine. And it was cold, man. It was it, way like 17 degrees, 18 That's degrees. Cold. It was super, super cold. I had one. And I thought, well, I am stuck. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, I can say I'm stuck. I can get up and start walking, but you're liable to freeze. You know, you get all these thoughts. So, but I said, you know what? I, I'm not. If I'm cold, and Jesus is cold, because He never leave me or forsake me. Mm -hmm. So I encouraged myself in the Lord. I said, I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this situation, but that's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is to believe. It's His job to do that. And all of a sudden, that's when I seen that that that, that guy in that truck. And he come and he said, look like you need some help. And he had a chain, mm -hmm. pulled me out and told me to put two wheels on the snow part. Don't get off the, oh, right on the shoulder and drive that way. And it's amazing that car wasn't destroyed because I broke um, all kinds of branches. But see, the snow was so heavy on them that yeah, it was, it it was already, yeah, it, it, it stopped the. From the, sliding. Yeah, it was just perfect. And I made it, you know, but the only, I just sat in that car for about 20 minutes and I thought, that devil said, you're going to freeze to death. You ain't going nowhere. And this is just a, you know, out in the sticks and all this kind of stuff. But I encouraged myself. Mm -hmm. How many times when I first started out in the ministry, uh, they, would, they would steal my offering. They would receive an offering from me. They wouldn't mm -hmm. give it to me. Oh, and I, I would run out of, you remember that? I'd run out <laughs> of gas trying to come home. I'm talking 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. You're 200 miles away from your house. What are you going to do? Well, I just lifted up my hands, began to praise the Lord, thank him for the great meeting I had. Even though they did me wrong, that's not the issue. What they didn't realize, they didn't do me wrong. They were doing God wrong. And all of a sudden, it was amazing every time. One time I ran out of gas right by a gas station. So I pushed the car to the gas station. only had to push it maybe 50 feet. And a man came and filled up my car mm -hmm. and gave me some, um, and made me go in the store and get something to eat. And I mean, and gave me, I, I was at a $400 or $700, and I drove all the way home. Yeah. But I mean, that didn't happen until I encouraged myself. Now, I could have just sat there in the mully grubs and say, well, just going to have to hitchhike. Might as well just, you know, stay in the car until it's daylight instead of trying to hitchhike at night and things of that nature. But I didn't. I encouraged myself. So I know what he, uh, what David was going through, not to the point that somebody ever captivated you or captivated Jody. Right. I'm not talking about that because that would be a lot worse. Or oh, my place was burnt down and all that kind of stuff. But I've learned to encourage myself. 
And, you know, I've been down on three airplane crashes, and I encouraged myself while that was going on. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I shall live and not die. So when you encourage yourself, you get answers. Instead you get of throwing answers. your hands up, you get answers. And, and I'm the answer. It. I'm here. <laughs> you I'm still here. You, you, have, you have lots of victories, uh, oh, testimonies. Oh, I'm telling you. Over and, the years. And Satan tried, you know. He just kept going and going until, until you just flat wear him out. Yeah, you, and he won't use that no more. He said, because that's not working. Mm -hmm. So he'll try something else and things of that nature. So when you understand that you have the power to encourage yourself, mm -hmm. and you may need to do that today, spiritually, physically, financially, or all three. Yeah. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord to let God just do a miracle for you but I mean, but you know, I don't go to God boohooing, oh, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Gloom and despair and agony on me. I believe he hauled that show, got that song from a, some Pentecostal church. Mm. I never could get over it. Every time I was in the testimony service, and, and I don't mean this to be critical, just being truthful. Anybody got a good testimony? Somebody was standing up and saying, I'll tell you one thing now, Pastor, devil been beating my brains. I said, I want to say, sit your ugly self down, boy. Yeah, they spent like that, 10 no minutes good. talking that's about not what, the a good testimony. what the devil's doing for 10 minutes. It's yeah, like a 20 seconds, they say, but God's good. Yeah, yeah, no. I'd rather say what God says than anything that Satan said. So I would encourage myself. Right. And since I'm the only one listening, I, I'm going to believe what I say. You know what I'm saying? To that point. So that's what I'm talking about today. And, I, you know, I believe the Lord wanted us to talk about that because there's been so many people, you know, they may not have what they had last year or the year before uh, for Christmas. But, you know, it's not about that. What it is is about your own heart. And you know what? Let me tell you something. God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams when you think nothing can happen. Mm -hmm. When you think, I'll never, you know, you might be wanting, maybe a child wanting something so bad. And, uh, and yet, my God, God will make a way where there is no way. Right. But that child's got to have parents that know how to believe. Right. And you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it's sad to say I've seen children have more faith than parents. And I got to, I, I, this is a great story. It was in New Mexico. I never forget, this kid walked up to me. He must have been seven years old. He said, Brother Jess, I need to talk to you. I said, Jess, oh, he's a little man, cute little fella. And, uh, and, he, and he said, my mother and father, he said, they ain't got no faith. He said, I'm the only one in this family got any faith. <laughs> I'm like the pastor. I said, really? He said, don't say nothing. I said, no, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> you know? he, said, he said, they say one thing and do another. But he said, I read, the, I read my Bible. My grandma bought me a Bible. I read my Bible, and I stand on the Word of God. Yeah. He said, and I want, he said, what I'm telling you is I want my mom and dad to start believing this instead of say one thing, and they probably say one thing at church and another thing at the house, you know. Mm. And I thought to myself, here's a seven-year-old child that's further advanced in God's Word than mm -hmm. the parents. Now, how can that be? But yet, you know, that kid refused to be discouraged. Mm -hmm. He started calling those things would be not as though they were that his parents would Start believing by faith. And, and you know, I, I preached two or three days, and mm -hmm. he was, I mean, they were there every night. And I think the last night his parents came up and said, my God, Brother Jesse, you've changed our way. We would say one thing and do another. And I thought, hmm. So at the end of the service, I just kind of, I said, did you tell your mama what you're talking about? Oh, no, I didn't say nothing. I said, well, change is a change. You heard what they said? Yeah. He said, it works. I said, it worked, little man. It works. You see, God is just looking for somebody that can be a child. Or they can be a full-grown adult right. that will believe what he says. That's right. And that's what David did. He had a difficulty, had a distressing situation, and he sought God. God gave him a plan, and he implemented it. And you just read the verse. The Amplified says in verse uh, 
18 and 19 of that same chapter, we're at 1 Samuel 30. Yeah. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, small or great, sons or daughters, spoil, or anything that David that had been taken. David recovered all, but I love verse 20 because I love that word also. It says, also David captured all the flocks and herds which the enemy had. Right. And the, and the people drove those animals before him and said, this is David's spoil. So not only did he recover all that was taken, he had increase. Amen. He had all the spoil from that camp. So that's the abundance that God had for him. When the enemy touches something that belongs to you, not only should you, like that scripture you read earlier, that you take back everything he stole, and you get back seven times all the substance of his, his house. That's what they got. They got David got all the substance Amen. of that enemy's house. He got all that spoil. And he divided it among all the people. There were like 600 different people, men that were there, that were divided. You know, some 200 stayed back with the baggage, 400 right. went yeah. with him. But the spoil was divided among the whole, the whole team. And David was honorable because some of the people didn't want to give the people that stayed back to protect things. See? Yeah. And uh, David said, no, no, we don't do that. We do, and we that do it right. And that reminds me of our partners, Jesse, because we, we go out, but they, and they maybe are coming, you know, they're at home, but they send us and help us do what we're called to do. Right. And together we all reap the benefits. God's promises belong to those that sow. He says, if you sow, you're going to reap harvest. You know, I make no distinction on, on a partner in terms of financial giving. I, don't, I, I treat a, that partner that gave me a million dollars, and I've had people give me a million dollars to this ministry, and I've had people give me a hundred dollars, and I treat them exactly the same. Right. Or 50, I don't, I, 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 in other words, God is not partial. He's no respected person, and neither am I. You see, and that's what David was saying when he said, no. He said, they may not have fought the battle with us, but we needed them they had our back back there to take care they of this They took thing. care of the stuff, yes, the baggage. Right. Yeah, the, the and everything it takes, you know. And verse 25 said, and from that day to this, he made it a statute and an ordinance in Israel that it was divided amongst the Equally. people, not just the ones who went to battle, because it's all about the team effort. And it's because we're right here in front of the camera, but we have a team of people oh, yes, that indeed. help us to get this done, but also a team of people that are partners that help us oh, to man, do what yeah. we do every single day. And I love this last verse 26. And when David came to Ziklag, he sent part of the spoil to the elders of Judah, his friends saying, here is a gift for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. Praise so we're taking Lord. back everything that the enemy has stolen. We're destined to reap because we have sown. You're destined to reap because well, you've you know, sown. I never forget what time an IRS person was here and they, and they, they were looking at the books and all, they say, well, when you give a raise, you give it across the board. I said, yes, because it's fair. See, it's fair. You know, I remember and you telling me. They, they freaked out about that. They right. couldn't believe that. I remember you telling me those stories about missionary friends or people that mm -hmm. you knew as a child growing up. Right. How they had such hardness and such difficulty. And, and, uh, and people, I think, expected that. You know, they just right. endure hardness as a good soldier. That and, was and you was do, taught. but I mean, you but should we expect need to be, We need poverty. to be taught that God wants to bless you. And instead of expecting hardship, expect God to bless because this is what happened to David. He had a devastating situation but he looked to God. God gave him the anointing to recover all, not just recover all, but bring back all the spoil of that enemy. Glory to they God. had abundance, more than they started out with. Their end ladder was greater than their beginning. Well, I mean, if some of you are physically sick today, I mean, not, I believe you can not only be healed, but recover all your strength you had and be stronger than when you were before you ever got sick. I've seen people do that, but go through cancer, just beat their body to pieces, and through a supernatural power of faith, believe God for healing, and came back and was stronger than they were before the cancer ever 
touch them. Even the right. doctors confirm right. that. Right. You see, over and above and beyond. You see, I, it's, called be, it's just called believing what you know to be true in every area. All our partners, I mean, I mean, I need partners in this ministry, and I'll tell you why. Not so I can make more money, but so I can get more people saved. I've asked the Lord for every dollar given to my ministry. Give me a soul into the kingdom. Man, I'm a workaholic. I don't know if that's a, but I think that's the right word. I work all the time. You work all the time. That's what we do. So I'm not just trying to get something from you. What I want to do is get people, I want God's heart. What is God's heart? For God so loved the world. Mm -hmm. he, lo he said, now go out there and get the word. Go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every, all, I mean, all of it. Now, you know, that takes a lot of money. Whoo, Lord, it takes a lot of uh, stamina. It takes a lot of encouragement because a lot of times you go, God will send you a place and they won't receive you. And boy, it's not easy, but I still, I'm like a woodpecker. I don't get a headache. I just keep, keep packing on the, <laughs> I just keep, I'm going to punch a hole in that, in that, uh, in that tree. I, I know that sounds funny, but I am like that, son. And my daddy said, that boy, Jesse, that boy of mine, he's like a pit bull. When he bite down, son, you're going to have to knock him out to get him off. No, I made up my mind. I will not be lazy with your seed. Mm -hmm. I will not do that. That is wrong because you gave out of your heart. And I'm going to just sit there and let it sit there and say, well, oh, that was a good day. We, we, got, in a good, we got in a good blessing. No, I put that immediately to work. In fact, I tell my own uh, uh, financial staff, when the Lord tells me to give, I've had some of them say, they don't say it no more. They will, I'd say, go, I want you to send says this uh, to a ministry or something like that, or to a person. And they'll say, now, this would be like, a, I don't know, in the morning. They said, well, you know, FedEx is coming at uh, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I'll just wait there. And I said, no, no. Get in your car, put it in the FedEx, and take it to the FedEx place. Now, because that seed doesn't go to work until it's put in the ground, see? And when I put it in the ground, immediately, and then you know what? They get so blessed. Now, it's, we don't have to do that. We still send stuff by FedEx. To but there's something called, tell me if I'm wrong, ACH. Is that right? Yeah, it's just a bank-to-bank -bank transfer. Yeah. yeah. And we had a lady that was in major trouble, and, uh, I, but she wasn't in trouble long because, you know, because of technology. We were able to be the blessing we wanted to be. And, you know, meaning you give to us so, so we can be a blessing. Now, I don't let people take advantage of you, see. I don't let people take advantage of this ministry. I will not do that because that would be carelessness with your seed. You see what I'm saying? I want everyone that gives a 30, 60, and 100 fold and a thousand time return for each and every one of you. And I want to tell you something. This anointing of increase is on me, and I'm believing that for you. And a wonderful time to give is this time of the year. I mean, to give to God's work. And I'm not just saying that to get something from me. I mean, it's just saying, Lord, everybody else gets Christmas gifts on Christmas. How come you don't get one? And, you know, we do that all the time. And we, we love to bless the Lord. And we do that by blessing a ministry or blessing something like that. That's what I'm talking. So if you'd like to do something like that and you want to be a partner or you want to give something extra, just go to JDM.org and then you hit the donate button and just and it'll come to us. Or you can use PayPal if you like. Or you can text to give if you want to. Or you can mail in an old-fashioned check in your donation. And I, some, of you, some of you say, well, I don't have enough to do anything. I don't have enough money. Well, don't eat your seed. Sow your seed and watch God do a miracle. You're going to have to encourage yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest miracles, do you remember one time I was, uh, I was ministering and this lady called in and watch this. She, she didn't have enough money to pay her rent. I think it was. And, um, and she, but she, she gave and I think she only had something like, I think it was $10 or $100. I think her rent was 800 bucks or something like that. 
and 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 the person that took the donation over the phone, uh, and I read it off. I was doing it, and it wasn't oh, 35, 40 minutes. The lady called back. She heard this. I knock on the door. She went to the door. There was no one at the door, but on the step was a bag. And she said, you know, what is that? Just a regular brown paper bag. And then the bag was enough money to pay her rent. Mm-hmm. Now, did God bring it? Did an angel bring it? Or did a pr- I don't know. But I tell you what she called. And you know what she did? Mm-hmm. She gave again. She paid her rent and had over and above. Praise That's God. what I'm talking about. You see, but she encouraged herself. She said, well, I can't pay the rent with this anyway, so I'm going to sow it as a seed and believe God will bring justice out about a harvest. And I'm sure That's she was led by the Spirit to do that. Sure. You don't do that unless the Holy yeah, Ghost you don't tells do you. Yeah, right. Because it's not a gamble. It's not like you had a casino or anything. Yeah, you this hope it works. This is a kingdom principle yeah. that if the, the Lord is speaking to you and you've already been a yeah. tither, you can claim tither, the tither's right because the enemy comes to yeah. steal, kill, and destroy. But you can know that the Lord will rebuke the devourer for your sake. But yeah. you have to believe it. A lot of people may give, but they don't give with, with well, faith. Well, uh, yeah, they don't. You know, we, we don't talk about gambling. Don't do this if God didn't tell you to do this. But I never forget, a man asked me that not long ago, how come you tithe? I said, because I want to. <laughs> I enjoy tithing. It's just such a blessing. But what I love is God said if you do that, he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Mm-hmm. And I never forget one time I was praying and, and the devil was fighting me on something. I was about to say, devil, I bind you. No, I said, just what you're doing. I said, I'm rebuking the devil. He said, that's not your job. That's my job. You're a tither. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Right. And boy, did God do that. Mm-hmm. Now, not only did that bring encouragement, and I've used this statement all the time, encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. Yes. Breathe, man. Wow. Breathe in that. Encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. Mm-hmm. It's such a blessing. And i never forget one time, was, uh, you didn't know I was going to do this. I asked you if you wanted anything, and you said no. This is, I don't know, a couple, three or four years ago. Was that a mall or something? I said... And I looked at Kathy and I said, I guess I need to encourage you. I don't know, you probably don't even remember that. I used that word, I encourage you. I just want to buy you something. And it kind of shocked you. Yeah, but you said it's not my birthday, not our anniversary, it's not any special day. And I said, well, you special? And she looked at me and said, oh. I said, so see if you can find something you might like. And, you know, we walked around and we had lunch and all that kind of stuff. And you saw something you like and you got it. And it wasn't that expensive or anything. And it can be. That's not the issue. But you see, it's a wonderful thing when you know in whom you have believed and you're persuaded he is able to keep what you, what you commit to him. Me and Kathy has committed our lives to this ministry and to God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man told me the other day, he said, what would you do if your partners quit giving? Everything shut down. You'd have to lay off everybody. I said, I'll tell you exactly what I do. You, what do you mean? I said, I would t- me and Kathy would get two rockers <laughs> because we got some, and we just put them in the front, and we just rock because we own everything. It's totally, completely debt-free. You see what I'm I saying? I can't imagine you just sitting in a rocker. Uh, what I mean, I'm, if everything just shut down. That I was said, your answer but to the, him, but I But what, you're... I wasn't finished. You hear me? <laughs> Let me finish the point. I said, but n- everything will not shut down. No, it's not going to happen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, come January the 1st of 2023, what's coming up pretty soon, I will be in this ministry, be preaching 47 years, and I've never had a financial deficit. When they stole my money and I didn't have the money to eat, I encouraged myself, and before I got home, God honored me 
and bless me. Amen. And every and you've seen it happen so many, many times. And God's been and so many. Those great early days, oh, you yeah. know, I had a little business at home. I had a little daycare sure. business. I had like eight kids. This first four years of the ministry, mm -hmm. I did that mm -hmm. so that I could still be home with Jody. And yeah. it's so nice for her to and be Jody around. And Jody wanted to have children. some kids. Yeah, because when we were not, you went, we were traveling around when you were at a nightclub entertainer. She never had any kids around, so she and really, she could talk like an adult. You ought to see Jody, man. I enjoyed uh, having the kids around too. I always wanted to be like an elementary school teacher when I was in high school. Jody was my first person to talk to me after I got born again. I opened up the door at the yeah. bathroom and she said, looked at me. Jody must have been three. Three, almost three, a month away Two. from three. Yeah, and just looked at me. And I'm not saying it because she's my daughter. She's a beautiful woman. Jody, good God. But as a child, she had them blue eyes. And she said, Daddy ain't going to hell no more, Mama. <laughs> Said it just like, not like a baby talk, that ain't going to hell no more. And I looked at her, I'll never forget that. I can, I can remember, right? I said, did your mama tell you that I was going to hell? She went, yes. And I looked at you and you went, well, I can't lie to the kid. You, she you asked me, I'm not going to lie to her. <laughs> you know, she, I had... was my, she was my prayer partner. <laughs> but what I was getting at is when I had that little daycare center, you know, I had the income that would take care of the household bills, but... Every, all your expenses and all, we trusted the Lord to take care of your expenses when you Well, travel. sometimes the expenses just... were more than the household bills to get to some of these places. You yeah, know? yeah. And so Kathy wouldn't mind working. That's not why. Can I finish my... Yeah, go He's ahead. Like, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm trying to get to a point. There were people... Well, say the point. <laughs> yeah, we got to talking about how Jody talked like an adult, but that's okay. I'm just trying to get... <laughs> You're on a roll, fellas. Yeah, I'm on a roll. Encourage no, yourself okay. in the Lord, Kathy. Get to the myself. point. My... The thing is, is that when I was doing that, where there were people that came to us, if you remember, there were people that came to us and said, well, we really weren't living by faith because I had that little job. Uh -huh. That was so crazy because that was, we were believing by faith every step of the day Ooh. and all throughout the week. And God supplied our need over and above. I remember there were so many faith challenges along the way. But we got a plan from God. We listened to him. We did what he told us to do. And he brought the increase. And we he's and what were we really faithful. actually believing for more was that Jody liked to have you know, we only have one daughter. And so when Kathy had a couple of, it was like a little daycare in the house. I mean, very small, but she had children to play with. Yeah, I had. And that was like a blessing. a 900 square foot house. Was 910 it? square foot, Lord. <laughs> I 960 square foot. And I'm telling you, it was little. It Two was bedrooms. Little. But I tell you what, we just kept believing and standing on the word of God. And I, I you know what, I, 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 I'll give you a wonderful thing. This happened. I said, God, I, my car won't go no more. You know, we had given all our money away. We had believed God, you know, and I said, I need a car. I mean, if you want me to travel, because that was it, you know. And got a knock on the door, and of all people, it was my brother, Wayne. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, Jess, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. And he had a, I don't remember that. It was a Dodge Monaco. They were big cars back in those days, really pretty. He said, uh, I was praying this morning. The Lord told me to give you give you my car. Yeah. And he handed me the keys. Yeah. Because he was that? concerned that we only had one car because when I had the daycare, yeah. you would travel in the one car. So I had to make sure I had all the groceries, everything I needed. Of course, I had and family in the church? area and I would go to church on the school bus. Something, not bus. school bus, a church bus. And uh, so he was concerned that I was by myself all those four days in a row, five days in a row, whatever, yeah. whenever you were going without a vehicle. So then we were a two-car family officially. Well, it just really touched me because that, it took God for Wayne to give me that car. <laughs> Let me just say that. And it was such a miracle. And, you know, since we're talking about testimonies, you don't think, I, I thought, man. And I drove that car till the wheels fell off of that thing. I mean, you know, preaching the gospel. Well, it got to a point that people wanted to have 
uh, tapes, and I never had any of that. We, we, this is the very beginning, you know. They wanted to hear your message Eight-track tapes and cassette tapes, and I thought, I, I don't have that. So anyway, I'll never forget days. this. I, I, let me just say, this I encourage you. And I thought, well, uh, that car is wearing out again, and, uh, you know, I, the, I hadn't heard the Lord tell Wayne to give me another car. <laughs> you know, he didn't have any, you know. That kind of, and to make a long story short, <laughs> my brother-in-law, Jules and Deborah, he picks me up. He said, let's go eat lunch, me and you. Mm-hmm. So we drove. And we were driving by, we were going out to the mall, I think we was going to eat at the A&G, something like that. Some a cafeteria. Kind of, some local. kind of a cafeteria or something. We used to call it Ag and Gag. Ag and Gag. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> it was, that wasn't the real name for it, but no, it wasn't no. the best place it was to good, go. Yeah, but it, and we passed by the Dodge Chrysler place, I think the Dodge thing. He said, you know, I, I forgot something. I got to stop here and get something. And I remember thinking, I don't think he's got a Dodge. Maybe it's just a park. He said, come on in with me. I said, well, you know, he said, well, just sit here. So I just walked in, and there was this Dodge van sitting there, all clean, brand new, mm-hmm. right there, on, a, on not on the showroom floor, but right where you go into the showroom floor. Mm-hmm. And so I, he walked in there, and he said, come on. And he went, wow, man, look at that. I said, boy, I'll tell you what, Jules, now that I could use. I could use one of them things. He said, "Because it was a paneled one, no glass windows nope, on no the gla- sides. I needed so some you could protection. Fill it there. up with ministry products. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I said, I sure could use that. He said, Well, you can, and he threw the keys to me. And that was a great day. Oh, I like the lost it. I, could, I, I mean, I couldn't believe people. And there were people actually shedding tears in, in, in the Dodge place. I said, Jules, are you serious? And he said, I am as serious as I can be. That's when he, before he was a preacher, he was a lawyer. Yeah. And uh, he was doing well and things of that nature, and I drove that thing, me and Fritz Brown drove that thing till the paint came off of it, you know, <laughs> and you know what I did? And God gave me a little extra money, and I brought it to a place, and they put carpet inside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because it was just metal on the inside. Oh, yeah, so you, was not, just put two seats. Yard two seats, carpet, wall to Yard, wall. Oh, it floor, was so nice. ceiling, walls. So we'd be driving all night, and if, and if uh, uh, Fritz got a little tired. I said, go lay down on the carpet because it was thick. They had a cushion. Oh, yeah. And he sleeping. I let him sleep for an hour, hour and a half, and I wake him up. Okay, you drive. <laughs> and uh, I go lay down. But I never could trust Fritz. <laughs> now I can. But, man, I, he said, I ain't sleeping, boss. I got it. So, man, I laid back, and I, the Lord said, open your eyes. I said, I only been laying down there about maybe a minute, and look, and there's Fritz. <laughs> so I encouraged myself in the Lord. I said, get you. Yeah. I said, Fritz, go lay down. I said, pull the thing off. Yeah, I ain't going to let you kill me. You know? And he sleep all the way going home. <clears throat> and I'm the boss and I got to drive the thing. But you know, it was a gift. Now, you see, I'm saying that. I don't know why I came up. That's been so many years ago. Maybe you need a vehicle. Maybe God is in a vehicle mood to bless you with one. I don't know. I don't know why would I say it. I know God just doesn't just say things Makes people say things just to say things. And all you got to do is just believe his word, encourage yourself, yeah. and watch God do the most unbelievable, impossible, yet doable things. Well, you things. see, I was just thinking that, you know, while we, when we served the devil, we always had a nice vehicle when you were playing nightclubs and we're driving from place to place. Didn't you always we had ever, nice man. equipment. Oh, yeah. We never had a lack for anything. So no. now here we are serving the Lord. The Lord didn't want us to lack for anything. No. So it was our, uh, God brought people to us that would help us to supply what we needed. And it was still up to us to believe for it. Oh, we, we had, had to, to believe. do something that God, we were going to recover that. So, and we did. We walked into the blessing because well, you know, we were always faithful to tithe. Remember that oh, St. Jules bouquet? St. Jules bouquet. Would, 
<laughs> see can't. my tie check on the, by the door, and he said, what is that? And I said, well, that's our tie. We put God first, and we didn't have very a whole lot in nothing. those days, very no. little. But we always put God first, and he would ridicule it and say, what are you doing that for? You need that money. But it was a testimony to him, and yeah. he began to see God's faithfulness. Then, of course, mm -hmm. we wanted him to the Lord. He got saved. Then after a while, he stopped being a lawyer. Well, he's still a lawyer, but he became right. a pastor. And now he's a missionary to France. Yeah, I think he's a blessing of. But I, I'm gonna show you something in this little house we had. You know, you know what our end tables were? They were actually album boxes that Kathy covered with uh, material. I didn't have any covered. place else to store them, so they became. <laughs> I put. I remember four, uh, two across, two deep, and about four high. Made a perfect coffee table, but I put a little cloth over it. Yeah, but we'd put a cloth. You wouldn't know it was that, and. Uh, you know, we, but we, then we, they got lower and lower as they started selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My lamp was getting lower and lower. It was so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, we had to encourage ourselves a lot of times. And I think one of the biggest steps of faith I had, I needed a sound system. Yeah. Because some of these churches had the worst sound systems in the world. All of them did. All of them did. <laughs> And there was, boy, if you and had you a were Bose. Singing, singing a lot in those days. Yeah, and a Bose, B-O-S-E, a Bose sounds, oh, God. But that was $2,000. That was a big deal. $2,000 back then would have been to me. In the late 70s. Like $200,000. Because I'd given, not when I was like a musician, that was nothing. But as a minister, I had you, nothing. You always had great sound systems that y'all carried around when you were Yeah, but when I was a center, yeah. Y'all had your own. And right? I mean, but, but anyway, to make a long story short, boy. The Lord said, well, order it. Yeah. Oh, geez. I had to encourage myself on that one, order it. Yeah. So they called and they said, what do they call that? COD. COD, because we didn't have credit card. We're old. <laughs> well, older than most well, people. speak for yourself, pale face. You're, you're old. He's old. Anyway, <laughs> we didn't have credit cards in those days. Uh -uh. And you'd have to have it in your checking account when the COD came. It's cash oh, on delivery. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Cash on delivery. When they delivered it, they expected the, the driver would pick up the money, the check. That's right. And he said it'll be cash. there Thursday at 11 o'clock. And we didn't have the money. When I we didn't have the it, money. But we knew God said to do it. So it was I, almost that, go ahead, what should I do? Should I recover? Should I pursue? Yeah. God said recover. So God said, order it. And that was a word from now, the I don't Lord. tell you to do that because we did that. See, you can mess up like that. You know, you do this because God spoke it to you. Yeah. And God, we knew it. So I just stood on the word of God. Thursday came. I still didn't have the money. Nine o'clock, I didn't have the money. 9.30, I didn't have the money. 10 o'clock, I didn't have the money. But now I'm counting 10.01, 10.02, didn't have the money. 10.15, I didn't have the money. 10.30, a knock on the door. I thought, oh, my God, he's early. Because <laughs> you know, you know, he wasn't supposed to be at the 11. I opened up the door, and a man, a man was standing there, and he said, Brother Jesse, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. I never told anybody I'd done any right, of that. Right, right. You know, trying to, would you like to give them no, a ministry? We, we didn't would you like, that. you know, I, well, you know, and, and nothing wrong Trusting with. Trusting God. Yeah, nothing wrong with sharing what you believe in God. For. I'm, I'm not being critical of that. He said, the Lord spoke to me today, and he said, I tell you what. I have to obey the Lord. And I thought he wanted prayer, you know. Yeah. I said, well, what, what can I pray with you about? He said, nothing but here. And he gave me $2,000 in $100 bills. Mm. It touched my heart when I think about that. I thought, my God. And, I, and at 1032, I remember I looked at my watch. My God. And I prayed with him. I prayed over his seed. I thought, Kathy, come look at this. And he, he drove off. He wasn't drove maybe five minutes. And the guy was early. I said, you know, it says C-O-D. Yeah, he said, uh, you, you have to give me delivery. a check. I said, would you take cash? Would I take cash? Yeah. 
and I gave him the $2,000. Look, when God does these things, I don't forget those no, things. No, you can't. can't. I, but I had to encourage myself because doubt and unbelief was trying to get in my mind. Boy, I mean, I was, I, my back was up against the wall. Like I said, but my back really wasn't up against the wall. I, it was up against God. Right. <laughs> you know, he, was my, he had my back. And those are just some of the stories, ladies and gentlemen. God does these things. And that's what I'm trying to say. David was in that situation. But the next thing you know, he has, he has to create a law for all the blessing over and above mm -hmm. so that people would be blessed. Amen. So what do you believe in God for today? Can me and Kathy pray with you yeah. and believe whether it be spiritual, physical, and financial? Kathy, may I have your hand. Let's just Thank pray you. for it. Now, Father, in Jesus' Thank name, Jesus. we set ourselves in agreement that people are watching today, Lord. that whether it be spiritual, physical, or financial, that we, if two of us agree, me and Kathy are going to be there too. She's one, I'm two. God, you three and... Whoever's believing with us, four, five, and whatever. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. I speak that. I, Lord, I speak encourage to them that you will take care of everything because that's the kind of God yes. you are. But it can't happen, Lord, unless they believe by faith and not allow fear to get in their lives. We rebuke any fear whatsoever yes. at all. Yes, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for it, that this is going to happen immediately. Yes. We believe for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. I believe that was an encouraging word for you. Mm -hmm. And Kathy, why don't you read a couple of these uh, beautiful testimonies? Yes, these are great. Debbie says, I just love y'all. I listen every day. I praise God that you listened to the calling of God. Praise God. Sonja said, Jesse and Kathy, I love you guys. Greetings from Iceland. Iceland. Rhonda says, aloha and good afternoon from Hawaii. And Nicola says, the passion that you both are showing is lighting up my heart all the way here in the United Kingdom. Praise God. I was about to go to bed, but needed to catch a bubble of your passionate <laughs> love for our father's word and his son. I enjoy it so very much when you both speak of his abundance in all things for all of us. I take a deep breath and there is room for his dessert. That's Thank encouraging. you. I love That's that. That's oxygen. Yeah, and I have another one here about oxygen I want to read. Thank you so very much from Nicola in Oxford. Oxford? Said, yeah, okay. Oxford. England, New United okay. Kingdom. Uh, Mark says, watching from Scotland, and the Mar Marcelli says, God bless your ministry, Brother Jesse, sending my seed to your ministry because I'm believing for the impossible. We just prayed for That's that. That's right. We believe for that. We prayed for that. Amen. Maria says, I'm so grateful and thankful to everyone, especially our Lord Almighty Jesus Christ and Holy Ghost. God got news from last CT and PEP scan. I'm cancer-free. Praise And tumors God. and roots are dissolved, too, from the lungs. Glory to God. I, I'm Isn't telling you, man, God will do anything you yeah. can believe. Love these healing testimonies and financial blessing testimonies as well. This one is from Michelle that says, Love y'all so much. So thankful and blessed with JDM. I watch Faith the Facts, Glorious Living, Boardroom Chats, sun and Sunday Services. I share all the time, hoping to encourage and build up all people as I have been. God's word is, is our all, our love, life, strength, joy, wisdom, knowledge, and so much more. It is our oxygen. Praise. Encouragement and, is the oxygen yeah, of the soul. Yeah, and she goes on to say, with all my heart, I am in, so in love with my Jesus. Just for who he is, he is my all. Merry Christmas, JDM, she says. Well, you know what? It's amazing. The Lord told me right before we came in, mm -hmm. go to 1 Samuel 30. And, I, and I, when I read it, I thought, encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. And then I didn't know these things until we got here. Yeah, well, you read And she used that morning. word oxygen. Uh -huh. 
You see, I want to tell you something, man. That's a refreshing. It's, it's a refreshing of the Lord. So thank you once again, partners, mm -hmm. for helping us reach people and change lives one soul at a time. Uh, like I said earlier, we will not be lazy with your seed. We're believing God for the most unbelievable, impossible, yet doable things. Yeah. We're still believing God for our $20 million donor. Because, man, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> this is what's so amazing to me. $20 million, a lot of money. If it happened today, well, let me just say, today is not Monday, but let me just say, if it was Monday, the 20 million would be gone by Thursday. Why? I'm not going to just sit at it and look at it. It's it a project has, it that God wants mission. done. It's Money a mission. With a mission. Money right. with a mission. And it's just such a blessing. Now, don't let that big thing uh, uh, throw you. You may want to give $20, and you may not want to give anything. And if you don't want to give anything, don't. Well, I think I mean, what's you know what good I'm you know is what I mean? that it shows by example that we're believing for some things, and sure. it's okay for us to do that. It's also okay for you to believe for some things. Amen. There's some things that's facing your life that you need to put your faith on and expect it Amen. and declare it to, to the Lord, to yourself. And it's okay to share it with the one the Lord leads you to share Amen. it with. You can't share it with just anybody. Right. Because I, I remember I preached a message years ago, beware of the dream killers, because sometimes when you share your dream or your vision with somebody, they'll put, uh, try to put it down. But yeah. God wants you to share your vision with people that will be, help you to be uh, encouraged and strengthened like David was strengthened. And dreams have no expiration dates. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people so say, So share what? your comments. Share that in the comments, what you're believing <laughs> yeah, for. We want to agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I felt the Lord say to some people, say, what would you need 20 million? If you want to know the total complete vision of Jesse Apprentice Ministries in terms of financial money, would you like to know the figure? I know it exactly. Six billion, three hundred and sixty-four million dollars. I got that today. I'm telling you, you in a that. month, it would if be. If you got that today. If I got that today, <laughs> it would be out. Yeah. The satellites would be up and running. You know, be spreading just, the gospel. Just spreading the gospel. And you ready for this? I wouldn't take a nickel or a dime of it. This is for his work. And see, to me, that's so strong to go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, I can't live long enough to do that, but I can do it through television, social media, all the different avenues now mm -hmm. that God has opened up through technology. And all I need is you to help me. And if just, you know, put my hand in your hand and together. Now, I, I've said this so many times and people say, you should never say that. Preachers say you should never say it. I'm going to say it. If you don't feel led to give, then don't do that. Please do not. Because, you see, the Bible says you have to be willing and obedient. And if you're not willing, please don't. I mean, you know, because I want you blessed. I don't want you to just give to make yourself feel good. I want a 30, 60, 100 fold, and a thousand time return for you. Why not? Mm -hmm. You certainly deserve it, and God mm -hmm. will honor you. So encourage yourself like David did, and guess what? You'll get what David has. Mm -hmm. You will recover all. David didn't and do above. it alone. David didn't do no. it alone. He had those 400 men that went with him. He had 200 men that, and their families that stayed home with the baggage. So it was a team effort. That's what well, you Well, you know, mean. Kathy, you, you just brought up something about the men. In verse 6, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. They lost their wives, their sons too. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. When they saw him encouraging himself, Mm -hmm. his encouragement went over to them mm -hmm. and they went and recovered all mm -hmm. after they prayed to God Almighty. Right. See, so encouragement is a wonderful thing and it'll get on other people. Yes. So I hope you enjoyed our boardroom chat today. So we'll see you next week. This is Jess and Kathy saying we love you. Encourage yourself That's because right. blessing is coming your way. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.